This is Bert Bollinger, editor of Hardwood Floors Magazine. The episode of the NWFA Real Answers podcast that you're listening to today is brought to you by the NWFA Emerging Leaders Council. Today we have Michael Martin and Chris Izza on the phone, and we are going to talk to them about what's going on in the world today. Thank you, Bert. So today I thought we'd talk a little bit about behavioral changes. You know, obviously there's so much going on with the coronavirus that there's just, there's so much that, uh, you know, even from an individual standpoint, we have to kind of take care of now. And we, as business managers, um, kind of become responsible for as well. So there are a couple of things I thought we'd kind of start out with, Chris. Welcome, Chris. Good to have you with us again today. So I thought we'd talk about behavioral changes. So one of the companies that's an NWFA member is called Risk Strategies. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but they provide us with some insights every once in a while. And I thought this one was really pretty good as far as, you know, while every business is different, there are practices that we all have to implement and behaviors that we have to encourage and we have to make sure change in the workplace. And some of the common post-coronavirus adjustments uh, that they're talking about and as people, as the economy starts opening up in the next few weeks is, um, you know, in the workplace, you have to make sure that you create expectations for hand washing. Um, according to the CDC, one of the best actions, obviously, to prevent the spread of coronavirus is washing hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. So encourage your employees to do that often and consider creating policies to reinforce this behavior. So another thing that we can do as, as employers and managers is to ban or discourage the shaking of hands. I know it's really awkward sometimes when you meet somebody or you see a friend and you can't shake their hand, but the reality is we, we really shouldn't be shaking hands for a while. And while it's an instinct, the practice can spread germs. Another tip is to increase the cleaning schedules. COVID-19 can remain on hard surfaces for up to 12 hours, so creating a potential risk of transmission even from a surface. So review the cleaning schedules in your workplaces and make sure they're more frequent and thorough. And then adjust meeting practices. Encourage limited amounts of participants in meetings and advise everyone to spread out and avoid sharing multiple touch devices. I know some people are even taking out conference stores and that kind of thing in the workplace, um, which is the next place. That, those are some behavioral changes on the individual level. Some of the suggestions for physical changes to the workplace, obviously, we got to keep people six feet apart coming out of coronavirus. So increasing each employer's personal space, ensuring desks are six feet apart or more, creating walls and barriers between cubicles, creating a walk traffic flow that discourages congestion, um, updating the air filtration systems, installing automatic doors, installing UV lighting systems, installing no-touch soap dispensers and sinks in the bathrooms, uh, making hand sanitizer and cleaning products readily available, adding automatic doors to entrances, exits, and bathrooms, conference rooms, etc. And so there's just a lot to think about when you think about what you really need to do in the workplace. And I know on our, I think it was on our distributor call today, we talked a lot about you know, the expense that you have to go to as a, as a large company, the company in particular that I'm thinking of had spent more than 200,000 on masks for employees and, and for potentially customers uh, later when they're allowed to come back in the building, but just all of the gear that's necessary um, in a manufacturing facility to make for sure everybody's covered. But, you know, obviously if you, if you don't do that and someone gets sick, then you have some liability there if it spreads on. So that's kind of my insight for today. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Well, I like your insight. Um, as I'm sitting here listening to what you're talking about, I'm thinking a little bit about the contractor call today where, you know, we were, what we were discussing out there, guys, is what are we encountering on the people that are active? CNR is able to work. 
uh, I'm real happy for Jason Carter out in Detroit and the other guys in Detroit um, because, you know, they've opened back up and are able to go to work. And now they have to find out what the new norm is on the site. And I know that Kevin was saying he's running into people that I hesitate to say it this way, but, you know, it's almost like they don't give a shit and they're not adhering to it. And that just baffles most of us on the call and says, how can you not be adhering to this? And what I mean by that is it's not relevant here if we agree with it or disagree with it. Because we all have our views, and let's just agree to disagree if we're on opposite sides of that view. However, what's going to be required of us all to go back to work, and, and, and you have to go with, you know, what's going to be the social acceptance of how it's going to be done, and what's the law? So you have to embrace that. Right now in Massachusetts, if you go out in public, you have to have a mask on. If you go into a store, it's mandatory that you wear a mask. Uh, $300 is the first fine. And then for, uh, in whatever different cities have different fines, one, one city's charging uh, or charging, finding up to $1,000. So this is the norm and you have to embrace it if you're going to be a company that services the general public or goes out and works in people's home. So I still maintain Whoever's doing it the best is probably going to be rising to the top of gaining sales. Where We've got a builder. Uh, one of the things I said on, on the call today, this builder is requiring, they sent out um, their COVID-19 response to all their subcontractors with visuals. And one of them is, it's a five-gallon bucket. You have to write your company's name on the side of it. And it's got a lid, by the way. And inside the bucket is going to be extra masks, extra gloves, a disinfectant cleaner, and um, paper towels or rags. And that bucket needs to be on the job site that you're working on for that particular builder so that in the event that one of your employees shows up and doesn't have the right um, supplies, your bucket on is, is there to back it up. They're supposed to come with their own supplies. They're supposed to come wearing a mask. But if they happen to get there and who knows, the, the, the ear strap broke or they're not wearing it, you need to have backup on their job site. Uh, I have another builder that if you went and used the Porta John, there's a, there's a disinfectant spray in there that you need to spray the whole place down and then put your name um, and the time that it was done so that everybody knows that every usage, the door handle got sprayed. And mandatory again, masks. And they're all adhering to no more than 10 people on the job site and six feet social distancing. So schedule is important. So here's a tidbit. I think maybe we never used to, or maybe you do do this, but I know I didn't. We never really gave you exactly the times we're going to be on site and how long we're going to be on site. But I'm starting to let builders know we're going to be there at 11. The crew will probably be there for about two and a half hours and then we'll be gone because they want people to be able to come in behind you. And so you have to remember that not only are you sharing job site space, we're now sharing time. It's just that simple. Um, and we have to embrace it. How long do you think, how much do you think this, this was also one of the things we talked about on the call today, but, you know, really, obviously, the construction time frame itself. So if we're talking about home building, 
new construction, you know, how, what is the average house now that's being built? How much longer is it going to take because of the, because of the restrictions on how many people can be working at a time and, and all of that, like it, it really is going to have an impact on the amount of construction that can be completed, um, you know, especially this summer and, and going into the fall. Yes, but I think that the general public um, or your customer rather is going to be understanding of that because this is a schedule lapse that we can't control. Right. The reality is can only have so many people there. It's the same as saying, listen, I can't walk on the floor because the poly's wet lady. So you're going to have to wait till it dries to go back in the house. You have no control over that. So you have to abide by it. We have no control over what these laws are going to be. So they're going to have to abide by it. So you're going to see those, you know, deadlines. They're just going to go out the window. We're already seeing it. You know, the, the, the running joke on a job site is when's it going to be done? Yeah, really? It'll be done when we can figure this all out. We're in it. Right. But then everyone follows up with the same thing. We're in it together. Let me give an example that happened to us today. And my customer's not psyched about it, but I guarantee them we'll pull it off. As you know, through all these calls, we've been talking about the various spots um, that you can work. Well, one of the hair salons that we got is also a spa, and it's happening. We just finished the new subfloor. We did the demo the other day. Subfloor is going to be wrapped up tomorrow, and they're ready for us to start the installation. However, the material chosen could have come out of three different warehouses, and usually it comes from Pennsylvania. But because of COVID, they chose to ship it from a different plant, which is out in Vegas. Now, that added three days to my shipping. Um, what used to take two days is now going to take five days, and my customer's not happy because the governor said their salon can open on the 18th now and that only leaves next week for us to finish our work and then the electrician and other people to come in behind us and do the cutting stations and so forth this is a pretty big salon but the reality is i said to him it's out of my control i can't decide what warehouse they're going to ship to and they're running skeleton crews and that's where it's coming from end of story even though the inventory was in the other warehouse. Kind of disappointing, but you got to roll with the punches. And that's an example of why things are going to change, Mike, and people are just going to have to go, okay, yeah. you're right. Well, it, was, it was interesting today to hear. So um, on, on the manufacturer call, Drew Hash from Shaw was on the call, and he was talking about what some of the changes are within both their manufacturing facilities and in their in their corporate campus. And on the corporate campus, they have a new building that, it basically, you know, just opened uh, recently, and so it'll never be fulfilled the way it was built out. So they're literally r ripping out, you know, workstations and cubes and redoing the building already to make for sure that you know everything is is public compliant, so to speak. Uh, you know, the, the distances and all of those things are done. So, but you know, the the point was we'll never be able to house as many people as we did in our corporate campus but the other reality is we don't need to so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out you know over over time a lot of people you know what we're talking about today is that if you're in an office job you're not going back to work anytime you're not going back to the building anytime soon if you can yeah. do your job from home you should be doing your job from home i think that's the overall safety solution and i think most people most companies have proven that they can do most work from home unless you're in a warehouse or you're, you're running a line or you're doing those types of things, but from a sales perspective and a management perspective, customer service, 
those jobs may never go back into building. So let's think about that for a second. And this is an example of how we all need to learn to get proactive on the other side of this. What you just said is totally accurate. That office worker, if he can work from home, he's going to. So here's what I envision. One, good for us because that's going to be less workers on the road, which is so that's going to keep the commute a little better for those of us that are working in the cities. Um, part two of that, we could start thinking about floors that are going to work better in that home office environment because they're going to need to be comfortable in that chair. So people are going to be converting rooms into their, you know, their home office workstation, and we can be a part of that supplying hardwood floors. Just something to that's think about. Point. Well, that's the sales tool that you need to think about. How is life changing and how does that affect our industry? I'm and where's the thinking, opportunity? It, it, precisely. So I, I'm thinking home offices and, hey, listen, the name of the game is get back to work. So you can't care if people just want to do one room makeovers right now. You just got to, you know, years ago, we used to do this thing where we ran advertisements in certain local town newspapers. So going into going into Thanksgiving, we used to advertise sand and finish one room only at a specific price. And but we put it in the local paper so that everyone that called, we said you had to have the estimate between, let's just say it was September 1 and September 30th, and the work had to be done between October 1 and October 31st, and it was all an effort for the holiday push. Well, what happened was we got a bunch of requests for an estimate, and then they came in, and then we had a month to schedule them, and we scheduled the houses that were near each other on the same days, and we were blowing out one rumors, two, three, four in a day. So you need to think about specific marketing to targeted areas where you can do multiple visits and cut down on your drive time. Again, you got to sit down with your staff and think about how you can get creative about creating more jobs and more opportunity and more sales. Right. Well, and your customers, too. I mean, I think you know, some of the stories that we heard today, too, were, you know, of, of Santa Finish jobs going on while the, while the mom and the daughter are sitting at the dining room table doing homework and working. You know, so there there is a difference. You can't go to a hotel now to have your floors refinished. So, you know, that's a short term problem. Uh, hopefully they will be able to, you know, get back into the hotels and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, but I but think the long term change of people, people working are in the house is going to be real. And I think people are going to be less likely to want to leave their house for a, for a while. So well, all the more reason they're going to invest in it. Yeah, and that's what they're going to say, though. So you need to think about how you can be as convenient as possible to that home disruption. Exactly. That's how we're going to sell, buddy. So well, I think this um, is a good place to pause for today. What do you think? Are there any I more points you want to make? That. I was. You were? I was going to say the new norm is kind of something we always used to embrace, which is, listen, you're going to have to cater to your customer, but now you're going to have to cater to them even more. So be creative and think about that. And uh, – I don't think we're talking tomorrow, so it's going to be picked up on Monday. So thank you, everyone. I hope we're helping you. I know it helps me. Keep it safe, keep it real, and have a great day. Thanks, Chris. Back to you, Bert. Well, Michael, Chris, thanks for your time today. And thank you to the listeners out there for joining us. If you have any topics that you want us to cover right now, please let us know. I've put my contact information in the podcast description, and we look forward to your input. And as always, stay safe, and we'll talk again soon.